Welcome to the Victory Multisport Podcast. This is Coach Sarge, and I'm with Coach Scott. Hey there. And we have a very special guest today, Dave Capitano, team member of Victory Multisport. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's great. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, we're down one of our uh, normal hosts. He's uh, on a vacation in Puerto Rico right now. So, uh, but he he's uh, he sends his well wishes for the podcast, and he knows that the story is going to be fantastic with you today, Dave. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Really excited about it. A little bit nervous as well, but mm -hmm. uh, expect it, right? That's great. Some yeah. butterflies are always great. That's that right. means you're going to do a great job because mm -hmm. you care. So uh, mm -hmm. that's awesome. So before we get into Dave's story, because it's a uh, it's a uh, very inspiring, very um, detailed uh, journey that he's been on so far that is still being written, and he's continuing to train every day. And um, if any of you do follow him on social, uh, you know his story pretty well. But uh, we wanted to bring him on the podcast and be able to have him tell it in his own words and put a little more life towards it. Um, so we're going to come back to Dave, though, because uh, we have uh, a six-time seven times five times five times <laughs> five times time full 140.6 ironman in our midst of coach scott who just finished ironman arizona a couple weekends ago so we really really wanted to be able to uh unpack a little bit of uh, that journey and uh what went on out in arizona uh recently yeah it was a lot of fun it um Ooh, it, uh, it hurt. <laughs> you know, it's been a few years since I've done a full and I, I, you know, was, I knew what was in store, but boy, out on the course, uh, I was reminded, uh, a couple of times of just the, the feeling of, uh, you know, late stage in the race and that kind of stuff, but it was awesome. I had a really good time. Yeah. And, and I gotta tell you, it was really nice. Um, Boy, it definitely, and I was talking with Kenny a little bit about this. It feels a little odd training for a full, what would be to us kind of late in the season. Mm -hmm. um, I, and definitely I'm introverted, so I'm, I'm very comfortable being alone. But I definitely felt really alone at some points in the training. Um, just long sessions getting darker earlier, mm -hmm. you know, having to kind of fight a little bit of those mental demons. Right, right. Um, nobody else really locally doing the race. We yeah. had two other athletes do it with you, but they were both from Arizona. So you're not getting any real meetups to do your century rides That's or right. your long runs, you know? And I, I gotta tell you, I was even on the plane ride out. I was, I was by myself. I went out a day ahead of Tracy and the girls and man, I, I, I my head was all over the place. Like I, I can remember, Sarge and I had a conversation right on the heels of Finland. And I was, I was like, man, I might take a shot at going sub 11. Like I was all hell bent. Mm -hmm. And then like literally two days, I think before I flew out to Arizona, I said to Tracy, man, I don't know if I'm going to break 13. Like, I, like, I just didn't really know. Like I, I felt like, again, like the, a lot of time had passed and, and just my head was kind of bouncing around a little bit and, was headed out there and, and just felt kind of weird mentally. Mm -hmm. And Emily Melton, to her credit, had sent me a note like a, the week before. And she was like, Hey, I'll, I'll pick you up at the airport. And Emily lives in Utah. So it's like mm -hmm. a five hour drive. And I was like, Oh, you don't need to, you know, I appreciate it. It's real nice, but I, I you know, I'll, I'll, I can get a ride. And she was like, no, 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 I insist I'll be there. You know, I want to be there 
and we can go register together mm-hmm. and we can do all this. And I was like, oh, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. And and so literally as we landed, I, I grabbed my bike and she was right there, like mm-hmm. ready to go, loaded the bike, went and registered, totally put me at ease. And then shortly thereafter, we connected with Tandy and had like a really nice dinner and stuff. And and it was just, it all of a sudden I felt like, okay, wait, the, the team is together. I'm not, I'm not quote unquote alone. Like it just felt so, so good. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, stack on top of that, you know, Emily's mom came out for the race and we hit it off with her. So that was really nice. Um, the morning of the race, uh, um, Har. Har, yeah, Har came down and sorry, I little emotional there for a sec. <laughs> Har came down, like sent me a note the night before, like I'm coming and just, you know, got up at, he had to get up at like two or three in the morning to make mm-hmm. the drive. Comes down, watches the start of the swim and then goes home. Like he had to go home <laughs> for something. It was just so nice. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was really nice. And, but he wasn't and- going to miss it. He wasn't going to, he wasn't going to pass that opportunity to see the team. You know, we were there for him last year. Yeah. And I think he appreciated mm-hmm. that so much. So Dave, let's, let's have you get a little take on this. Um, a uh, little bit into the self-doubt prior to a race kind of mentality. Does that ever creep in? Uh, so first of all, guys, I'm, I'm humbled to be here, right? <laughs> to hear your stories and even the team, everyone that I watch is, is just extremely humbling. So I appreciate that. The self-doubt is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a big part of it. Um, I'm, I'm always been a very, uh, I'll call it a realistic type of guy. So um, putting out fires has been my career. So I spent you know, over 30 years in the professional career and given jobs to put out fire. So when I see a situation, I don't look for blame. I don't look for cause. How, I just said, how do we fix it? Right. right. So my mind just goes right to how do we fix it? Um, these triathlons though, they are, they have pushed me to the limit with regards to self doubt and trying to figure out turning that mindset on how to fix things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something. I I figured you had some some good thoughts there. Um, you know, I also call it the fear of failure. That it, that's how I kind of frame it in my mind. I mm-hmm. always uh, I'm always motivated by the fear of not finishing or not mm-hmm. making it, especially in an un, a completely unknown situation. I get more confident as I get more experience, of mm-hmm. course. So, but um, to you know, an old adage is. You know, none of them are easy. You just go faster on the on the flat courses, and there they all go. hurt the same. <laughs> yeah. They all hurt the same. Yeah. So if you're really working, you're you're putting in that you're in the pain cave the whole time. But that's that's part of it. That's what we sign up for. That's the mental toughness. But um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, someone sitting here with, with Scott five time full distance completions, dozen plus probably halves, and many many marathons, Boston and so forth. And you're on the plane and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> yeah. You but know. It, it does happen. And you have to, yeah. you have to be able to have that conversation in your head and, and, and then others coming around you does, does improve that situation tremendously. You know, it was interesting too. And I'll, I'll just make a few more comments here and then uh, we'll transition to a couple other things. But I, I, you know, I, so tracing the girls have been there for all my races and I always appreciate that. And they're mm-hmm. super supportive and they help me like carry bags and get organized and mm-hmm. keep the nerves at bay and all that stuff. But uh, you know, I had made that comment about like, look, I don't know how this race is going to unfold. I, I really don't know. So 
it could go a couple different ways. Just be ready. And uh, normally when they're on the course, it's a lot of like rah, rah Mm -hmm. and like, yay. And, you know, and high fives and, you know, all that stuff. Sunshine and lollipops. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, but it was, it was interesting because I made the comment. I'm like, all right, look, if I'm feeling all right, I'm going to go. Like, and if I'm not, then I'm not like, mm-hmm. I kind of reconciled that. Cause I thought, ah, oh, this might be my last full. So mm-hmm. if it, if it gets to the point where like the wheels are really coming off, I think I'm just going to lay back and enjoy it. And if I'm feeling good, I'm going to throw down. And so the, the swim happened and, and I had my best swim ever in a full and I was super stoked. And, mm-hmm. and really I, I, you know, uh, give credit to Kenny because he showed me a couple drills uh, a few months ago and literally just a handful. Yeah. And, and then he made a comment about think of like swimming, like you're running, maybe try and approach it that way. And so I religiously did those same drills again and again and again, and then also mixed in a little bit of speed work. I didn't do a lot, but enough where mm-hmm. I hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually noticed it first in Finland I was right. like, okay, wow. Like I, I was a couple minutes faster than what I thought. So maybe I'm onto something. And then it did translate right over to the full. And so for those out there who are uncomfortable with swimming, cause I definitely am. I found that if I just gravitated towards a couple of things, did them repeatedly, it, it did pay dividends. So I was very, very pleased with that. So I came out of the water and I was like, wow, I feel really good. And my time is the fastest I've ever been let's see what happens on the bike. And I personally love the bike. So mm-hmm. I was stoked and, and I got out on the bike and for the, it's, it's three 37 and a half mile loops around. You shoot out of Tempe and you go out into the desert and then, then come back. The first two were fantastic. Like, you know, it was, wasn't overly hot. Wasn't very windy. Just got down an arrow and just hammered. The third one was super tough. Mm-hmm. The temperature mm-hmm. jacked up into the eighties, mm. the winds kicked up to about a 20 mile per hour sustained wind. And so on the way out of Tempe, it felt fine. And I, I was cycling alongside another athlete and he looked at me and he said, we're going to pay for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Iron Man effing back at you. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. They, the Iron Man creeped up on you and, and, and punched you right in the mouth. T- turned around, started back in. And at one point I was up out of the saddle going as pedaling as hard as I could. And I looked down and my speed was 16 and a half miles per hour. Mm. And I'm like, Oh my God. I, you know, I still have another, I think at that point it was 15 miles mm-hmm. to get back. And this is really draining me. And oh, yeah. I could feel sweat coming off my hands and coming off my nose. And for me, those are red flags of mm. it's super hot. You know, this, this could get a little tough. Um, and that's, that's the point in almost every race with many, many athletes on a full distance where you're like, just get me off this bike, but you still have 15 miles. So you're still, you're still in that almost an hour, depending on the course, right. you know, that's depending right. on what hills you have left. You're like another hour. It's like, it's, but it, but you do it. Yeah. And you did it. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and my bike split was the fastest I've ever had. Yep. So, so at that point I was like, Oh boy, I'm, I'm feeling all right. And, but one of the things I do tactically is I, I have a try watch and I, and I look at the individual segments, but I don't let the clock run on the entire race because I always feel like if I do that, I'm going to start trying to race more for time mm-hmm. 
and not race on like feel and excitement and play into the emotional side, which I do love to tap in that like competitive atmosphere. Right. So I, I, but I started doing the math in my head and I was like, wow, yeah, like I think I'm, I'm doing pretty well. And so as I, as I went past Trey and the girls, they were cheering it. And I think I said, stop cheering, stop cheering. I was like, all right, I need to know, like, what splits do I need? Right. Like, what is my total time that has elapsed? Mm-hmm. And then I need to know, like, what splits do I need to maintain to hit some certain time? And I'm, and I'm like passing them, like saying all of this and to their credit, like they totally pivoted. Mm-hmm. And, and so then as I started the run, as I would go by, they would just like rattle off facts. Like, Hey, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're at this time. And they actually did like a division of labor, yeah. which was fantastic. <laughs> so, so Brooke was like, Hey, your total elapsed time is this. And Trey was like, your pace is this. And oh, there you go. And Laney was like, Hey, look, you're looking good here. <laughs> or, you know, you're showing some salt on your Jersey or, you know, like yeah. some visual cues. And it, it was awesome. They like became my pit crew yeah. and it was so cool because just from an athlete perspective to, to have them be now a part of oh yeah like not just the cheering side yeah. of it, which traditionally they have done a fantastic job. Now all of a sudden they're contributing yeah. and, and that felt great. And it, and it really paid off when I hit like mile 17 in the run, which I knew was probably going to be a problem because I hadn't been running as much. So I thought, ah, if there's a risk on this one, I could fade late. Mm-hmm. And I got to about mile 17 and and just coincidentally, it was the part where I had to walk a mile. I, I just, I was getting really dizzy. The heat had beaten me down. The sun hadn't set yet. And, and the winds were still kicking up. And I just felt like, man, I, I've, I've got to take inventory for a minute. Right. So I walked and during that mile, I happened to see them. And I, I think it was a comment that, that Tracy made and she, she just looked at me and was something like, you're fine. And I, and I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm fine. And then slowly, I, I actually, at that point had ditched my nutrition plan. <laughs> I took, I took my gels out of my tri Jersey and I just threw them in the trash. I was like, if I put another gel in my body, it, it doesn't feel right. So I was like, I've got to think here on the fly. And, and so then after that mile 17, I drank a Red Bull. Oh, and I was like, I typically don't do that. I will do that like maybe in the last couple of miles, but I was like, man, I need a jolt here. I need, I need some caffeine or something (sighs) in me. Yeah. Like, well, caffeine strategies are, you know, part of Ironman, you know, for people that can handle them. Right. mm -hmm. You know, you can't just give it to everybody, but, uh, but I think you just paid for Ironman's uh, sponsorship of Red Bull. <laughs> they've been sponsoring Red Bull. Red Bull has been sponsoring Ironman for you know the last several years for sure. It's in every athlete guide. It's actually on the course, which is where you picked it up. Yeah. So outstanding. And outstanding. Then, then I just started walk jogging. Mm-hmm. So there were light posts. The sun started to go down, so the temperature started to drop a little. That felt good. There were light posts like every twenty meters, and I was like, okay, I'm going to walk one, jog one, walk one, jog yeah. one. Did that for mile 18, 19. I'm like, okay, I'm going to run two, walk one. Yep. Did that. Mile 20, then I slowly started to jog again. 21, I started to jog. 22, I was like, okay, I'm back. And then the last couple, I mean, I felt great. Like I was just flying. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it, it felt really good. And I got to be honest too. Like, and I know we talk a lot about like results and performance and stuff like that. And I know in the big picture, 
there are benefits to this sport. And it's the process by which we approach our training and lifestyle and all that stuff that really pays off. But for my personal wiring, man, like (laughs) I'm a results guy, right? Like I, I, you know, nobody will remember, but I will damn it. And, and for me, you know, I, I, I was just telling a friend recently, they were like, how, you know, if you had to summarize your race, how would you summarize it? And I was like, I'm an old man and I still threw down and that feels pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely, Scott. What was your time just for the listeners? Uh, I was like 11.38, outstanding. I think. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. That's, that's pretty damn good. So number five. And, it was fun. And just the the way it all came together, I think, is a great story. And I'm glad the team was there. I'm glad your family was there to oh, help yeah. you through it. Um. We won't you talk know, too much about the metrics they were feeding you because that might be a little bit of a violation of the <laughs> Ironman rules. But uh, you the, know, you know, we've done that before. One other, yeah, final thought sure, with sure. this. Yeah. Probably one of the most rewarding parts, though, of the entire weekend was the next morning we went to the roll down ceremony, mm-hmm. and we knew that Tandy had finished eighth in her age group. So she was very, very tight, right, mm-hmm. to those She's in spots. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it was nice, too, because I actually saw her on the course and on, during the run, and, and we communicated and, and just cheered each other on. And at one point, she saw me walking and kind of gave me a shot, like, hey, let's go, and I needed yeah. that. Yep. Um, but went the next morning, and it was so much fun being a part of, like, listening to Iron Man announce like how many spots they were going to award for the different age groups. And then we all, you know, between Emily and Tandy and myself, we had immediately started like thinking, okay, what, what's the probability <laughs> of to do the calculus? Of yeah. It, right? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Who, who was here when they handed out the top five awards? We think somebody was missing. They're going to go seven deep. Yeah, yeah, we think yeah. that's going to roll to Tandy. Like we were getting <laughs> trying super to recognize excited. people. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately she did get one, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Trying to pull a Mike Tanza. Like, Hey, I think the, the uh, ceremony's at the other side of town. Yeah, you better yeah. take <laughs> off now <laughs> trying to eliminate your competition. Right. You know, so it's really good. She, um, she accepted the yeah. the spot to Nice, which is super exciting, very well deserved. And she being there with her, she sincerely appreciated the moment, mm-hmm. the opportunity. I mean, and we traded notes even thereafter. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that she was flying high and probably still is and deservedly. Oh, so. deservedly. So absolutely. So it, Tandy Sherlock, one of the, another victory athlete trained for a year, actually came and spectated Kenny, uh, racing and the, and the team, uh, sniper and those guys Harley last year, uh, with us. Cause she's from Arizona from Prescott and, um, did a fantastic job, grind the bike, good runner it certainly is her strength and um she did a great job and now she's punched her ticket to go to nice france next year yeah. to compete in the ironman 140.6 world championship female mm-hmm. uh race so that's outstanding i you did know, want to double back with dave though because he kind of lit up a little bit when you talked about caffeine i wanted to ask him <laughs> if he's a caffeine guy uh i'm not a caffeine guy and i i'll when I had some trouble with the caffeine. I over-caffeinated for 
my uh, seventy point three, and okay, I paid the price. So, okay, yeah, okay. that that was well, that was dangerous. So you dabbled, dangerous you dabbled in the caffeine. Uh, yeah, it was dark, not in the dark not arts the right, of caffeine. Not, not okay. the good thing for me. Yeah, no. so definitely for our listeners out there, athletes out there, caffeine strategies are like any other nutritional or training strategy. You have to uh, experiment to some degree in training. You have to train how you will race and consume your nutrition, including caffeine, as you would race so that you don't get surprised yeah. and have, you know, GI issues or other concerns mm-hmm. while you're out there on the course. Yeah. So uh, I just saw your eyes light up when he mentioned yeah, it, the, the it, Red Bull. It, was, it, it did me in. It did me in. If we get there, we'll, we'll touch on it. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Understood. Understood. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 30 plus grams of sugar and a Red Bull plus some caffeine <laughs> gave Scott the... The, the fire to get wings. That's right. right. <laughs> so outstanding. And, uh, and, and Emily as well. Emily, unfortunately, did real well, placed very high in her age group as well, but missed her spot um, by one, I think, right? Because there's, yeah, she was only right. 20 plus people in her age group. That's right. So they only had one spot for that age group female to go to Nice, or she would have also made it if she had a few more competitors that she could have. To her credit, I think. I don't even think I was at the airport yet that afternoon and I was getting text messages about, Hey, what's a race next spring that I can target oh, yeah. where I can Let's still qualify. It. Outstanding. Yeah. yeah like and she'll that. do it. She's oh, definitely, yeah. uh, she's done hundred mile bikes. She's done her a uh, couple 70.3s and she's on the train for sure. And, um, she's performing. It's just that, you know, sometimes in the roll downs when you're not in with a, a deep field of competition, there's limited numbers of spots. And, you know, the way Ironman rolls down spots that are unclaimed, it has to be a female spot, probably had to be an older age group spot that would have given, and it just happened. And we had that happen to Annie as well in a 70.3 in Muncie. She missed because her age group was so small and it just happened. So uh, those ladies are coming back with a vengeance to try to make sure that they get to their championship races whenever yeah. they need to. So, and we'll be there to support them and, and bring them along the journey. Yeah. I re- really did appreciate everyone. Emily, Tandy, Harley, mm-hmm. Emily's mom, my mm-hmm. family. It was really nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. So, so Dave, it looked like when I mentioned swimming, you, uh, you also lit up a little bit there. So, so first of all, uh, all this and what I just heard is beyond my comprehension, right? I, I, I'm not, I can't relate to any of it, right? I'm taking it all in. I'm, I'm, what does this feel like? How do you explore it? So part of the conversation is because I'm um, naive in all these areas, I also don't have the fear, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, don't, I don't know what to be afraid of. Right. And that fear is a big thing. And, and Sarge, you mentioned that, that ability. I always say it's a freedom to fail, mm-hmm. right? If we, have that, if we give ourselves that freedom to fail, we're in a good spot. Right. So, Scott, back to the swimming side. The swimming was definitely uh, something that um, I was not aware that I was afraid of until I was aware that I was afraid of. Right. And, yeah. it, and it hit hard. It hit hard. So, um, but I'll, I'll go wherever you want to go with that. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we, we've, you know, we've definitely followed you on social. So, you've well documented some of the struggles that you've had with swimming. Yeah. And in, I think it, actually started at Moraine or, you know, some of the, the open water training that you did where yeah. you started to realize that this was going to be the dragon that you needed to slay yeah. in this three sport, um, you know, activity that we do, which is called triathlon, swim, bike, run, bike, not a really a big deal. 
training hard, but not as fearful of that running. Of course, you know, that's, uh, most inherent to people. You learn how to run when you're a child and whether it's good, bad, or indifferent on your style, people don't really ever normally fear running. They might fear the distance, but they don't fear actually just running a little Mm -hmm. bit. So the swim though. So it started to manifest that this was going to be your, your challenge. It was going to be, yeah, it was going to be, it was something they didn't experience. So just to back up a little bit, uh, 2023, uh, January, first week in January, I jump in the pool for the first time. Um, and, uh, coach gives me a training program and Mm -hmm. it says, do, do six laps. And I said, okay, I'm look at the pool. I said, how hard it could be to swim down six laps. Right. Um, and I'm, I don't even know how to freestyle. I'm, I'm breaststroking it. Right. So okay. I, what do I know? So <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I one lap down breaststroking and I said, holy shit. I said, I, I my heart is pumping. I said, he, I, this, this can't, I mean, this something, something's wrong here. No way a coach would give me six laps knowing that I'm a new to this. So if something's wrong. And I do my six laps and I'm exhausted and I pull up the training program and it, it's not six laps. It's six laps, six times, 36 laps. And it was, <laughs> it's like, it's five 30 in the morning. And I, and I'm thinking maybe I should call the coach that has to be wrong. There's right. physically, there's no way he would make me do this. And I convinced myself that he's not wrong. I'm wrong. wrong. Anyway, two and a half hours later, I'm, I crawl out of that pool and uh, just about, I might, the pool's five minutes from my house, just about able to drive home, uh, just really dazed. And, and same thing, Scott, I said to myself, this is, this can't be this a sport for me. I mean, this is not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so that was, that's where it started. So mm-hmm. fast forward, that was January. The, the Olympic in Moraine is in May. May. And now by that time, I felt I felt comfortable. I'm getting in the pool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning. I'm doing freestyle. I'm getting there. A week before Moraine, they open it up for open water swims. Experience right, them, right. right. So we meet up and meet up with the coach. And he says, all right, Dave, just take your time. Go in. And I said, all right. I get in line and I'm, I'm walking towards the lake. And I mean, what do I know? Um, I get into the water and I put my head down. And as soon as my head hits that water, I said, holy shit. It was like every demon every monster under my bed every anxiety that i've ever had in life just popped into my head and i don't even know how i swam 50 yards if i even got 50 yards maybe it was 25 yards and it was over it Mm -hmm. was over my heart was beating my body froze uh i just couldn't understand the coldness of the water i couldn't understand the darkness of the water nothing was relatable at that point in time my Mm -hmm. whole life was just I, and I, all I could think to myself is, I'm going to sink. I'm sinking. I'm sinking. And I'm floating like a damn inner tube, right? I'm in a full <laughs> swimsuit. <laughs> There's no way I couldn't sink if I wanted to, right? right. And I see, the, I see the, the safety guy in the boat, and I just start waving to him, and I'm begging him. I'm begging. I'm praying to God, please come, get to me. Get to me. He, and he pulls me into shore, and it was over. I just sat mm-hmm. there uh, thinking to myself, I got four days. I've been training for six months for this Olympic. I got four days to figure this out. Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely um, something that many people relate to in the water, and especially going from a pool with a line on the bottom and blue or green water, you know, that you can see through to yeah. darkness, can't see the bottom, can't see a line, don't know where yeah. you're going, um, and all of that. But you know, more so your hyperthalamus, the primitive part of your brain kicked in. That's what happened, right? You know, as, as fear, you know, strikes people, 
and you have no point of reference, then it goes back to instinct, which is built into that little tiny part of your brain that yeah. just releases chemicals, right? It's a little bit of science here, but um, it, 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 it's very difficult to undo in the moment. Yeah. Right. But, and then, you know, um, the only way to fix it is to keep coming back and to keep exposing yourself to it to the point where you, your brain realizes and has history and says, well, we didn't die last time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to overreact this yes. time. Right. And the more you, you continue to repeat that cycle, it reduces that chemical dump. It reduces that, that primitive brain kicking in because you're more conscious um, modern parts of your brain kick in and say, no, we've been here before. We didn't die. Yeah. We have a full wetsuit on. We're, we have a buoy behind yeah. us that we can hold on to. There's a guy in a boat that's <laughs> only 10 yards away. I can make it 10, yeah. whatever. So that's good. But um, man, oh man, four days. Four, four you days. four days. And you got to do a 750 yeah. meter swim, right? So four Open days water. to get the Olympics. So oh, Olympics, so you're going to yeah. do 1500. 1500. Okay. So, so something, all that Sarge makes sense, right? So, I go back on and um, I'm embracing social media. I'm talking about this. And all of a sudden, my, my phone starts going off. People are watching this. And uh, now I'm on the team right now, but I'm not really connected with the team, right? I haven't met you yet. I'm, I'm yeah, having your son in law introduced so, us, right? like, so, via text. Right. And we, we got so, you signed up, yeah. but we didn't really know you. Right. You didn't know us. You just right. you went on his recommendation that right. these guys are pretty good at what they do. It, it, exactly. But you so, still didn't really, right. like, yeah. eh, you weren't feeling <laughs> it. You know, so more I, I, get two, I get two schools of thought on this, right? There's, there's one peop, people reaching out to me and say, Dave, you got to explore this. There's some tirehood drama there. You're <laughs> you got to go talk to your therapist. You got you go, mm -hmm. go back in the water. This is not good. And then I get the other side that says, you got to go back in that water, right? Yep. And my mind goes to, oh, yeah, you're right, right? That other person's crazy, right? I got to go back in the water. Yeah. Um, A little Ricky Bobby, right? You got to learn to drive with the cougar in the car, <laughs> yeah. right? The fear yeah. of the cougar going to uh, get you. So, so uh, the next day, uh, I go back in the water. I swim along the shore. I get put my face in the water. I just sit there. And it got four days of really trying to figure it out. So mm -hmm. day of the race, coach says, just, just hang back and do whatever you can. So I finished that Olympic, mm -hmm. but it was grueling because all my emotional energy just said, get out of the water. And uh, I go off and I literally, I don't know, five, 10 minutes into it, I'm being passed by the next phase. The women start mm -hmm. air passing me. I was literally the third to last person out of the water. And, and I just got out of the water and I was like, holy shit, I'm out. Now what? Right. <laughs> so because all I was worried about you getting out of the water. Past that in your yeah, mind. Right? All I was worried about getting out of the water. Uh, we finished that race, but totally mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. And then I, I, I did a check again. I said, this is not for you, Dave. This, this, this dream of, of doing an Ironman someday. And, mm -hmm. and again, there's a lot of history with my son-in-law wanting to, to explore it and how I got involved. But I really, that self-doubt kicked in right there. So this sure. is ridiculous. This is, go back to what you know you could do and uh, put, put this one behind you. So that yeah. first Olympic was not a pleasant experience. No, you know? right, right. And yeah. and I don't know that many people's first yeah. ever yeah. try, yeah. especially in open water, dark, dark water swim, yeah. try is ever pleasant. No. But you get through it yeah. and you got through that one yeah. and, and so forth. So, um, so, all this time, we, we, you know, you didn't know us. We didn't know you. We were there for that race. We right. tried to support you best we could, but we really didn't know really the details of 
what made Dave Capps. And I didn't know right? what it meant to be on a team. Yeah. 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 So we, we, you know, we still work with you and, and bring you along and, and go to the next yeah. setup, which, you know, we're going to fast forward. There might've been other races in there, but we, uh, you're signed up for muscle man. So yeah. 70.3 up in Geneva, New York. Yeah. Um, so that's in June, June, June of that same year. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you're three. coming right out of May into June. You've got another three weeks, two weeks yeah. to prep yeah. for that. So, um, physically strong i mean you you you've been in the gym yeah. just by you know knowing you and watching yeah. you uh you you hit the gym you lift the weights you you know you have a physique and you're so you're not you're not out of shape but it's this is really you know i think the theme of today's podcast with you is it's all in your head so there's right? a mental game. It's, it's, you had to get through many many different brick walls and break through some things yeah. in your head so yeah. you know we're um, we're doing the best we can with you, right? And, yeah. we're, and we're actually praying, right? We yeah. are literally physically praying for Dave in Geneva, New York. You know, we we put you we put a graphic together for you to pump yeah. you up and, <laughs> and made you a superstar for 15 seconds on yeah. social media. And um, you know, you're there with uh, with Katie, one of our other athletes, and yeah. her first 70.3. And my son-in-law was in this. And one. Matt was in that too, yeah. right? So Matt's up there, and and yeah. he had done Ohio before, so yeah. he's not totally new. He's yeah. he's done it before, so he's trying to help. I'm sure, yeah. absolutely. Matt's a good guy. So um, walk us into the arena, yeah. if you will, that you're you're about to go do battle. Yeah, so I'm this, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back already. I'm already getting nervous. Right, talk, talking about. It. So so go back to I get out of the Olympic. And I called the coach and I said, I said, I, I, I said, I don't know. You know, this was grueling. This shouldn't have been that hard. I was doing these miles and training easy. It shouldn't have been this bad. He talks me down. He actually says, Dave, I'll talk to you in a week. He says, just, just you're too emotional right now. He calls me. He talks me down. I said, I said, coach, I don't know if I could do a 70.3. He said, look, he said, do nothing else. Go experience it. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we were already signed up for it. Yeah. Right. Because my son-in-law was doing it. Matt was doing it. And but that self doubt was just sitting in the back of my head, right? Mm -hmm. So the good thing about it, my son in law walks me through the process. All these people, all these rules, all yeah, checking the bike and everything. <laughs> Everything's new to me, right? right Every, don't right. know anything. And I so um, the morning of uh, we get in, in line, and my, I said, "What do I do?" He says, "Well, you got to line up where you think you're going to finish with these." <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to the do. Times right, and he and. And I get, so I said, well, I better go back to end because I'm not a fast swimmer. I, I, I'll, I'll stand at the end. And Matt looks at me and, and he feels bad for me, right? He says, he says Dave, he said, um, I need to go up there. I said, Matt, you go, you go run your race. I said, mm -hmm. don't worry about me. You go do your race. And, and, and I'm sitting there. So I'm at the end of the line. It's a good 45 minutes before I'm in the water. So what do I do for 45 minutes? Talk to myself, right? right? It wasn't good. No, <laughs> it was right. not good. <laughs> it was not good. But the, the, and 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 that that water was choppy, right? That water that water was choppy. So here, anyway, fast forward. I get to, I get to the point where I'm going to step in the water, right? And again, what do I know? I most times when I'm in practicing in the lake, I was walking out, getting comfortable. I get to the end of the of the pier, and I take the step, and boom, right under the water. I didn't realize I was already out. Yeah, yeah, in over deep your head. Water. Right, right, right. I, sh I shake it off and I start swimming, and uh, it felt like forever. But I didn't even—I mean, lucky if I got twenty-five yards, and it just all came back to me. Olympic—that that Moraine came back to me. That first time came back to me, 
And I'm, I'm like, all right, what's going on? Someone hit me on the left. What, what's this? I turn around, there's a body floating here. I look over there, there's people grabbing onto things. And, and then I try to take a breath. There's, there's a wave hits me. I said, holy shit. I said, another wave hits me. I said, oh, just, and I'm telling you, this was like not even 30 yards into this race. Right, right. And it was just, it was disaster. It was disaster. And I, and I said, look, just what you said, charge, calm myself down, talk myself out of it. Get to the next buoy. Just get to the buoy. I took every effort. I, I swam another hundred yards. Um, calm myself down again. I, only, I probably got out by five hundred yards, and I get to one of those uh, platforms, and, and I, I stop yeah. again. And again, my heart is racing. And I get there, and there's this young kid hanging on for dear life. He must have been eighteen, nineteen years old, and his, I mean, completely his face is white. His goggles are off. And I looked at him and said, holy shit, I mean, this kid's worse than I am, right? <laughs> and, and my first instinct was said, I said, are you right? He said, he said, he nodded his head, even couldn't talk. I said, look, I said, we could do this. I said, we could do this. I said, let's just take our time and we'll get to the next buoy. And he, he nodded again and he took off and I mm -hmm. started to follow him. And uh, I got to the next buoy and uh, I lost track of him after a while. And then, and then a, a, a kid on a, a young kid on a boat came by and he said, you okay? I said, I am. I said, I said, watch this young gentleman in front of me. I said, he, I think he's worse than I am. I said, but stay close to both of us. Yeah. <laughs> don't go too far. Don't go too far away. Yeah. yeah, don't, yeah. don't go too far. I said, stay close to both of us. Yeah. Um, so by the time I calmed myself down, I didn't even make the loop yet. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I did get calmed down eventually. I know I'm going through the whole process here. Ah, but I think I'll, it's I'll important. Be, it's important um, for the listeners. And is. I start to feel good. I, I, I start to figure out how to deal with the waves. Anyway, I get about 500 yards to, and, and while I'm doing this, I, again, I don't, I can't, I don't, can't hear, I wear the hearing gate, so I can't hear anybody, but I can see a guy in a boat holding a, a marker, like five minutes or something like that. And I, okay. And I said, I didn't even make the turn yet. I said, I said, just don't worry about that shit. Just, just do what you have to <laughs> do. Because right. I don't know what's going to happen. I figure right. I'm going to swim and maybe they won't let me finish. I don't know. Right. Maybe they will, and they don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I get about five hundred yards, and all of a sudden, the safety boat cuts me off. And he and he really and I have to stop because he cuts me off. And he says, he goes like this: "You're done." Mm, yeah, yeah. And I, and I pointed. I said, "Just." I said, "Just let me swim in." I said, "I understand. I'm done. Just let me swim in, just for my own mental." Yeah. And he goes, "No, you're done." And I went to ask him a second time, and by the time I asked him, two guys grabbed me. Yeah. Throw <laughs> me in the, the boat. boat. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Throw me in the boat. I, I shake it off. I sit up in the boat, and there's that young kid sitting there in the boat with, <laughs> with ah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So, okay, so you get pulled from the water in uh, Muscle Man, and, um, you know, we're we're seeing this on the tracker to yeah. some degree, right? We're, we're guessing what is happening. You know, we're not getting updates. You're not coming out of the yeah. water. And so, um, you know, we don't know what to do. We're, we're yeah. not, we're not at the race with you. We couldn't yeah. make that one. Um, so we, the first thing I see is a video from you, right? Uh, you know, you just took your phone out when you got back to your bags and you got your yeah. stuff and, um, you, you had a message, you had a message for yourself, but you had a message for, you know, people that are your followers or, you know, teammates that were tracking you, even though still, you don't feel like you're really on this team. You're you're part of victory. Yeah. You're, you're signed up, but are you really leaning in? And so, uh, but talk through uh, with those and those of you that um, 
want to see the video. I'm sure it's on your, uh, on your feed and Instagram. And so, um, talk through what was, you know, you, you, you now you're you're out of the boat, you get stripped down, they take your chip away from you. You have to go pick up your bike, which never got used all your bags. And now you're, and then in in muscle, man, you have to walk like a mile and a half to your car, (laughs) right? It's like a long way to the parking lot where your vehicle likely is. And so you're, you're on, you're on the selfie video here now, yeah. taking this, doing this yeah. vlog. So I, I mentioned earlier that my my mind automatically goes to analyzing, fixing. Yeah. Right. Right. So I I I really like to say that I was disappointed. I think that's the natural thing to say. Sure. But I wasn't disappointed. And I, I never felt disappointed. I felt like I just went to okay, what happened? Why? Analyze and. And then I, my natural instinct went to talk it out, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, well, I'll talk it out to the to the phone, right? Right, right. So I did that, and I, I just said, look, I said, uh, I'm making this video uh, early, and which means this, and now I need to reassess. Was it a physical thing? Was it an emotional thing? What went wrong? And what are the steps that we need now to take to, to improve it? Um, and I was just honest with the conversation. So it wasn't a sense of disappointment. It was, it was a sense of reality. All right. We have a situation in front of us. Um, I definitely was not emotionally ready. Right. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And it probably wasn't physically ready either. Right. So how do I correct those things? And, you know, by the end of that night, I talked to the coach again. And the first level of correction was, I said, look, I said, I, I swam and I got comfortable with open water. Why did I panic? You know? He said, well, it's just all the people. It's all the motion. I said, well, I can't replicate that. I said, mm-hmm. all I could do is get more races. So that night I signed up for the next uh, Olympic right. in August. Yeah, in August. I yeah. said, all right. That's I got get exposed to people. I get exposed to people. Mm-hmm. And so I went right to there. But but well, the magic happened, Sarge, at that yeah. point is I start, people start reaching out to me and saying, wow, uh, we appreciate the honesty. Wow, I was in the same situation. Uh, with teammates, right? Yeah. And, and I start to say, wait a minute, and I'm part of a team here, and I need to lean into that. You just said it before, I wasn't yeah. leaning in. How do, maybe that's part of my solution here, right? I, sure. have, I have this game plan about training and getting involved, but there's a missing aspect, and that missing aspect was the team that could allow that l- extra little bit that's gonna allow me to figure this out. Yeah, so. yeah and, and understanding that you're not unique right to the to this degree right when when people have challenges and things they feel like may not be overcomable you know that's not really a word but you know what i mean um hearing that someone else is going through the same thing even if you don't necessarily know them or they're just they're just coming along the journey with you in you know in that space um helps an athlete helps a person in any aspect you know i um friends of mine, people that I've worked with that had, you know, personal issues at home, they are completely unraveling until they find out that, you know, other people had the same problem. Other Mm -hmm. people have problems with their spouse or their kids. And, you know, the transparency that you provided in that moment, that rawness of there was no No. fancy production. There was no tripod. There was no music track it was just dave and it was dave pretty you know still scraped up from this situation he had just been in this boat ride this getting you know physically manhandled (laughs) out of the water um i think speaks volumes not to you as a person for sure Mm. but it helps so many people hundreds of people more people than even on our team 
because mm. of how public you are with it. So mm. I appreciate that. I know Coach Kenny appreciated it, and and I know he he got on the phone with you as soon as he possibly could, and mm-hmm. you know gave his uh, input on that. And we just you know were first relieved that you were safe. I mean, mm. I think that was our biggest thing. Was mm. you know, when anytime we've seen a, a boat or a DNF in the water, we're always yeah. concerned. But um, we're glad you're back. So mm. awesome. It's great too that you leaned right back into racing. Like, so, you know, I, you made the point, right? You're at a, a decision point. It's, it's, am I going to totally withdraw or am I going to double down and, and go after it? Yeah. And, and Scott, it, 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 it's part of it is the training. Part of it is everything, right? Um, you know, Elizabeth and I, my wife and I have, have four children. We have three grandchildren and fourth one on the way. And, all that is part of it, right? A career, 30 years as a professional, uh, professional services. Everything was part of what, how do you want people to, especially the kids, right? I mentioned the kids sure. because how do, you, how do you want your kids to see you? How do you want them to think about things in life? And so am I thrilled about doing the next one? No, but it, it's not the, where I want to leave people or myself thinking about it, right? right. I don't want I, I need to figure out how to, how to achieve this. And not because I want to say I'm an Ironman, but I want to say that you said you were going to do something. Now, damn it, go do it, right? right. And just because it gets hard doesn't make it make it any different. It just makes it more fun. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We do hard things on purpose. Yes. Right? Yes. To grow, to stretch ourselves, to be... Uh, to never be stagnant, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you either get busy living or you get busy dying, and that's what we're all about. And this is just where we found our place. There's other people that climb mountains. There's other people that right. that do other extreme, seemingly extreme things. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really, you know, because of that mindset that, that we want more for not just ourselves, but our kids to see, our families to see, and, and that type of thing. And it's... Uh, it has mm-hmm. many, many benefits, as Coach Scott already mentioned, right? The lifestyle that you get into when we're here in this tri-world, endurance, sports, running, whatever it is, you know, there's so many things. You you become a better parent. We talked earlier before we even started recording about mm-hmm. how our spouses, or at least mm-hmm. Scott and I's, you know, love it when we're training, not when we're stagnant, <laughs> right? Because we get bearish, right? <laughs> and not, not good to be around. So... Um, it, it, it helps in a lot of different ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's just so wonderful about having you on the cast today is that the way you are uh, transparent and raw in the moment, I, I think, is very important for people. And we yeah. appreciate that, Dave. So, hey, hey, Dave, in the in the wake of that, what did you what did you do to overcome some of that? Like where where like personally within yourself, what did you tap and what did you figure out, like how to approach that? And the reason I ask that question is because as, so I always think about things as an athlete and as a coach, right? So as an athlete, I'm very much aligned with what I know I need to do in mm-hmm. some of those spots, right? Like I know whatever demons I need to shake or, you know, whatever spaces I need to crawl into mentally, like I get it as a coach when you're working with athletes, it becomes a little more difficult, right? Because now you don't exactly know if this person is aligned with your personal way of approaching things. And so you're attempting to try and figure out that puzzle. Like, how do you unlock that mental side of it 
to be able to accomplish the physical activity, which you you know, mentioned earlier, you're strong, right? We know mm-hmm. you can do that. So now how, what process did you go through and where did you land? And then what was the result of that? Yeah. So, um, so it, it, for me, it was going back in, in my own personal history, right? So, um, I think Scott, I heard you mention, I'm a very introverted person. I don't like being in front of people. I feel very uncomfortable with people. And <laughs> early on, that was a, my personality. But I knew early on that was going to get me through life, right? Mm-hmm. Hiding in the corner was not going to get me through life. Um, so I, I went out of my comfort zone really early on in life, trying to explore how to f- figure out how to do things that I was uncomfortable doing, right? And it paid off my whole career, it paid off in everything that I've done. So in this moment, I start to go back and investigate those situations that I said to myself, all right, you did that, you did that, you did that, right? So I start to build that self-confidence self up. Instead of sitting in that line for 40, 45 minutes questioning whether I could do it, I start coming up with a different uh, voice in my head with regards mm-hmm. to the process. That was part of it. That was just me getting settled. The second part was uh, really leaning into the team. So exploring coach what do we need to do different right how do we need to approach this but i'll tell you that don't under uh, underestimate this part of it when everyone start when i start feeling part of the team the pressure started okay (laughs) so now it's like holy shit i was in my little cubby hole over here a little introverted person doing Mm -hmm. my thing no one was watching if i failed no one gave a shit right right now i got the coaches cheer me on. I got other team members. I said, shit, Dave, you got to perform now, right? Yeah. So that part of me kicked You in. got Hog putting your name on his swim cap shit, before yeah, you like, went back and did thanks, your... Thanks, Chris. So, That's a lot of shit pressure right <laughs> now, right? <laughs> so I'm like thinking to myself, holy shit, you can't back down now, right? So that other part kicked in. That mm-hmm. that that part of me just says, all right, you got to do this, right? Because you're, you're not... You're, now you got out on the radar and uh, people are watching. So that, that was a big part of it. Well, wow. le- your leadership stepped in. You're, you're like, oh, now I'm in the front. Now I got to lead. People yeah. are following me. Yeah. They're going down the same path I'm going down. Chris is a great example. Yeah. Pretty much following along with the anxiety, the water, the face down, the yeah. dark water. All these things were all his dragons as well. Yeah. So he he really appreciated that rawness and that that you know, your coaching that you gave him just mm-hmm. by telling your story yeah. to the point where he put his, your name on his cap in June or July before you ever did that second moraine. Yeah. And you're like, I haven't even fo- solved this yet. And people are putting my name on their yeah, cap. And he, he, gets, he gets out of the water and says, holy shit, man. I, now I got to perform. I said, this, this and, guy's and driving me, right? He f- thinks I'm driving him. He's yeah. driving me. I have yeah. a photo of him coming out of the water, pointing to your name on his cap, because yeah. that's what got him through his Ohio. Yeah. So outstanding. So that's great. I mean, it, it certainly leads to the character of, of how you have been as successful as you have been in your life, mm-hmm. you know, with all those things, because you are, you're, you're doing that self improvement process all the time. And even if yeah. you're taking on really hard tasks, really hard projects at work, really hard family challenges, really hard, in this case, self-imposed, self-inflicted <laughs> sports, uh, you know, um, sports, sporting events. Mm-hmm. So outstanding. That's really, really good. Yeah. So, where we go next? So we go to Moraine. 
So, so, so we go back, we, we, do, we, we get exposure to, to Moraine, which is the Olympic again in, in August. And, um, the coach says, look, he says, Dave. And so, um, in the, in between, between, um, Musselman and Moraine, uh, I started swimming. All my swims were open water. Right. So I went, I went right to the lake every morning, instead, never went back to the pool after that, after July. Um, I just opened water and I got really comfortable in being in the lake all, to the point where I was enjoying this. Like I'm, I'm watching the sun come up on the water. I'm there early morning. There's a couple fishing boats, a, coin, a crane over here, right? This is like my peaceful time and I'm swimming for hours. And mm-hmm. the only reason I'm getting out is I got to go to work, right? And I can right, stay here right. all day. I got really comfortable in the water, right? Really felt comfortable. So the coach says, look, Dave, he says, you know, think about hanging back and just say, I said, well, uh, coach, I said, that wasn't really the, the, this, this was the experiment being right in the middle of people. I said, I got, I, I know I could swim in the open water. Now I got to swim with people kicking me. Right. I said, so I'm going off and I'm just going to jump in the bunch and I'm going to start swimming. Um, and <laughs> I got out of that water. It wasn't fast, but I got out of the water and you guys were there cheering me on. I said, this is, this is, this is great. Anyway, I finished that and I felt really strong, right? Not the first one. I felt horrible. Right, right. I felt really strong. And I said, I said to myself, all right, you, you could do, go back and do the 70-30. That, that Olympic, being connected with the team, that whole experience got me to Atlantic City. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave, you're hitting on a ton of topics there that are important. Yeah. I, I mean, boy, if you think about all of that stuff, right? So you, you go through the, the challenges of the first races. You go through the failures. You then recollect yourself. You pivot. You're intelligent enough to understand whatever I was trying before didn't work. I have to mix it up. And then the willingness to be able to approach it differently, right? Like now you're you're just in open water. You're like, okay, this is what I'm going to try. Yeah. And there's no guarantee that that's going to work, mm. right? But but I think that's an important message for athletes out there. And, and not to go off on broader spaces, but that is true of a lot of things, right? Like if you have a goal in mind, and you attempt to achieve that goal and you're pursuing it based on a path that you're on and it doesn't work, <laughs> you have to realize like, look, I, I don't want to sacrifice the goal. Mm. I just need to figure out another way to get from point yeah. A to point yeah. B yeah. and then be willing to give it a shot. And and just 100% of the time, like lots of conversations as a coach, as a fellow athlete of just helping friends and neighbors and people we know it's not a straight line. It's never, <laughs> you take a piece of paper and you write all these things down and yeah. it's, a, it's a long list. It's a straight list. Yeah. Nothing really in life as human beings is, is a straight line. There's mm-hmm. t- dips and turns and ups and downs and mm-hmm. lefts and rights and, and, you know, over, under, through, around problems and challenges. And even to your credit again, Dave, just showing up every morning by yourself, like literally by yourself just to go swim in a lake, like mm-hmm. not, not necessarily the safest <laughs> operation, but uh, I'm glad you had yeah. a, the, the tow buoy with you, you know, to hold on to, but yeah. staying close to shore, I, I'm sure you That's, were, you know, uh, I didn't go far from shore. <laughs> yeah. Inte- intelligent about it, but it was what you needed to do. If yeah. you would have talked yourself out like, Oh, it's not safe. I shouldn't do that. And you swam in the pool that whole time. Yeah. We'd still be kind of wondering if you were going to make it one of these yeah. days. So I think it was awesome that you yeah. didn't let things hold you back. Well, that's an interesting point because when, when, when I started in the open water in the lake, I swam back and forth through a patch of water that I felt comfortable with, mm-hmm. right? 
I knew where I was. I knew there was nothing in there. And then one day I said, well, Dave, this is getting boring just doing 100 yards. It's like you're in a pool. I said, what if you swim a little further? And I did that one day. And then I said, well, if you swim, and I can still remember at points where I, there'd be, a, and, the, and the lake was buoyed off for the boat. So okay. I said, well, if you could get to that next buoy, and I'd be swimming out there and, and just trying to force myself to, to think a little bit differently and build that, that muscle memory and that mm -hmm. confidence up in me. Um, so did it, did, did it pay off? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, right? Maybe it's still there and I'm, I, I just need to deal with it. But it got me to Alang City. Uh, right. It did. Uh, now a couple of things. Um, I did retreat. Iron Man seventy point three Atlantic City. Yeah, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and it, it got me there. And I was all I was alone at that point. My um, and I wanted it that way. So my wife couldn't make the trip. And I just thought I said some to of us didn't even know you were going there until the day of. It's like what the hell is okay? I, it was. I it, guess I get the I, tracker going I for Dave. To, I, needed right? to, I needed to really get my head and get my space. I said just you I don't want like, a fanfare you went here. Like ninja on that one. Yeah, like, you <laughs> went dark and you like. Dave, I got to tell you, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, like I, I, I often just want to, like on my own, kind of go off and do something, and I, I it's a combination of a number of different things. And I can relate to you on the introvert, very introverted. Yeah. I, I don't like the buildup. Sometimes yeah. I have failed in the past, so I don't necessarily want to put my failures on a stage. Yep. Right. Like I, I I'm there. It's, and it's, it's to me, it, it does make me smile to know that you, you went off and did the Atlantic city and you kind of kept it on the down low. Cause that is right in line with something that I would do. I'd sign up yeah. for a race and I would just kind of show up and give it a shot and see how it goes. Yeah. I need, I need to get in my head and I need to get focused. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, I did that now. Well, um, uh, that went well, right. The, the spoiler alert, it, it, it went well in that I finished, but it didn't go well with regards to how I finished. And I'll talk a little bit about that. But the first thing I want to talk about is just the learning experience. Again, the unknown. Yeah. So it was Lang City uh, in uh, September, right? And so uh, they go swimsuit optional, right? Yep. Like, and, and my son-in-law told me a little bit about wet, this. Wetsuit wet wet optional suit. based on the temperature. Yeah. But based on, right. So, mm -hmm. so, and I don't, I don't know what that means, right? So <laughs> they say swimsuit optional, right? And I'm, and I'm bare myself, and I so I got the I got the experience. So I kind of feel comfortable in the staging area, and and but people start ripping off their swimsuits, and I'm like, well, you've got one chance, Dave, and it's not without a swimsuit. <laughs> the only way you're going to make this swim is you got this safety net on you. This, and right. I'm a full swimsuit, right? It's full swimsuit, full sleeve, yeah, full, full sleeve, sleeve legs, yeah. right? Full swimsuit, um, and then they put us all to the back of the line, right? So now I'm getting nervous because all this is not what I, I know to do. And uh, then there's a bunch of us, maybe 40 of us left in swimsuits. And they're all, we're all scared. You can see the looks on our faces, <laughs> right? And um, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the assistants come over, uh, the, the guys, and he says, look, he said, I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to die in those swimsuits, right? You're going to, you're going to, heart rate's going to go. And he starts talking us out of these swimsuits. And now we're, people are ripping their swimsuits off. And then we're down to like 10 of us, right? And I could see none of them wanted to take their swimsuits off, but they did. And I, and I said to myself again, I said, Dave, so in one chance you're getting out of that water and that's with this swimsuit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that, that was a nerve wracking part of it. But I, um, we got out of the water. We got out of the yeah, water. you now, did. Now I'll tell you yeah, the funny part. Great. So you I'm did. watching my watch, right? And I get out of the water, 
um, obviously it felt like forever, but, but I look at my watch and it says something like 54, right? Mm -hmm. I said, no way. I said, there's no way it took me an hour and 54 minutes to do that. <laughs> I said, I know I was faster than that. I yeah. said, and they're not stopping me. So something, and while I'm in the water, the boat, I could see the boats coming. I said, just some, those not pull me in those boats. And I would swim away from the boat. <laughs> I said, they're not going to get me in that boat you. again, right? Yeah. And I was actually dodging boats because I, I was afraid they're going to grab me again. And I get, I look at 54. I said, shit. I said, I said, there's no way I was that slow. But I said, they're not stopping you. And coach said, if they don't stop you, just keep going. Right. So I just, I ran through. And then I said, okay, I, said, I did that under an hour. And like, for you guys, like, three like under an hour. And I was like, holy shit. That's great. But then it was like, all right, now what? Right. Because the rest of the race, I didn't know what the hell to do. Right. I just want to, <laughs> again, I just want to get out the of the plan water. ended at that point. Right. Yeah, I was right. like, holy shit, I still got to do something here. Yeah. yeah just um, amazing. I don't want to gloss over mm -hmm. the accomplishment to be able to just Same. sneak off mm -hmm. and ninja that race into the schedule and really not tell a lot of people about it um, to do it. Um, we still, we still caught on that you were there. So we, yeah, we got you on the tracker yeah. and we were watching. So, um, and the personal achievement felt pretty good, didn't it? It, it, it felt really good to get out of that water. All well, those and, mornings paid off. Yeah. All of that effort paid off the willingness to get out of your comfort zone and go to the extra buoy. Yeah. And, and, the, not and, a, and the individual thinking to keep the wetsuit on because you knew that that's what, what you wanted to do. There's, yeah, yeah I, I did not want to get into that. Uh, I, I had to stick to my game plan. Not right? to underplay the safety piece again, Dave. <laughs> yeah, but the ride or die mentality of I'm wearing this wetsuit and I'm making this happen, I'm making and, happen. and I'll just deal with whatever you know. If yeah. that if that causes a different problem, I'll deal with that different problem and at it that did. time. It did at that time, but not 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 now. now. Yeah. Not yeah. now. I'm going to go do this, and if I'm dehydrated and I can't finish the bike, then I've still won in a different way yeah, that's at right. a different day at a different set of uh accomplishments that i'm trying to tick off here yeah. but you know well, so you did have some adversity from it but you didn't yeah didn't, it didn't stop you totally right there's if i didn't get out of the water i was never going to experience the rest of it right so i had to get out of the water but um it definitely took its toll um and the bike went really well right mm -hmm. but i'm I'm not, I don't have a nutritional plan, right? I'm, I'm winging all this. Coach was great. Don't get me wrong. Coaches, he prepped me. <laughs> we try. He, that, yeah. all, that, yeah. that, that all went out the window, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not hydrating well. I'm not drinking. I'm, I'm, I'm over-caffeinating because I thought I would just go to crap. I don't want the gels in my stomach. I, I, nothing felt right. But the bike went really well. Now, it's all flat. Atlantic City, I get that, right? And we even had, uh, we had a, a downpour at one point. We were, it was, I mean, we couldn't even see. It was just drenched. But I still, just a little over three hours, I felt really happy with the ride, right? Um, I just felt really strong with it. Mile eight of the run, I got, I really got nervous. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, I, I, I've ran the miles before. I know what it felt to be tired. I just wasn't tired. This was Dave... Be, don't be stupid. You could have a heart attack right now. Yeah. Right? The caffeine was kicking in. Everything was wrong. I was getting dizzy, and I, to the point where I was I was swaying. <laughs> and and that drive that wanted to finish without stopping was put aside by my reality that you're a 58 year old man trying to do something different. You could easily screw this up right now. Mm -hmm. And I got scared. I really yeah. got scared. Um, physically got scared. And I start walking at that point. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which is allowed. So yeah. you're not DNFing. Yeah. You're still yeah. under the limits. You're, you're yeah. making it happen. So, yeah. but, but definitely after you analyze 
how you got to that place, yeah. there was a lot of factors. And so, yeah. um, but it's, it's great. You recognized it. And finally your safety mi- mindset kicked in and you didn't, <laughs> didn't we take calm, that we risk. Down. Yeah. So we, we, we did, we did it smart. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. but I walked away, same thing. The, yep. it, it took me two days to recover all that good stuff. But I said to myself, I said, shit, that's a lot of good stuff you can improve, right? Better nutrition, yeah. uh, better that. So I went back to the coach and we started talking about it and we went out and we got the VO2 test done. And I said, let me, let's start applying the science to this. I said, mm-hmm. I said we applied the, the brute mentality to it. Let's start getting smart and figure out another year yeah. doing things smarter. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really good. So you completed Ironman seventy point three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you yeah. you got a half under your belt at this point. So <laughs> outstanding, Dave. And yeah. it's um it's it's a really good story. So um let's talk about that VO two. So now okay, what's what's next on your calendar? Yeah. So uh, we already signed up for uh, Moraine in this, in May, and we okay. already signed up for Happy Valley in June, and then late June, yeah, yeah. Then we'll do another Olympic in Moraine, and we'll try to get another seventy point three. We'll do four. Well, the goal is to do four of them in twenty twenty four. Okay, yeah. So two uh-huh. two halves and uh, two seventy point threes and two Olympics. Two, two awesome. Olympics. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. My, the ultimate goal is to be able to do the full, but not not. I say it this way. Not, I don't want to do a full just to say I did it. I want to be in shape mm-hmm. and do it and, and say I was I was in good enough shape to actually do one, not the other way around. Right. I don't want to finish again like I did with that Atlantic City. I don't, okay. I don't want to cross that line feeling like I was going to die. You know? Right, right, right. I want to be in shape. So I told the coach, you, you, you're going to earn your money. You got to get me in shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's Coach Hayden, right? Okay, yeah, Coach Hayden. Coach so Hayden's I'm holding gonna, him to it. He's going to make sure of that. There's, there's no, no doubt goal is to get me in shape. Yeah. I, I will say this. At the end of the day, the fundamental principle of this sport, and this is true of a lot of stuff, but it's input-output, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. If you don't do the work, you're not going to get the reward. Yeah. And, and so, and I had to remind myself of that with that last full and, and Dave, I got to tell you, like everything that you're touching on, those emotions will still rear their head. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I, I'm seasoned in this sport yeah. and I stood on the starting line of the swim in Arizona and looked to my right, which is the direction that we would go out. You go out, you hang a right and you start swimming down the, the reservoir. I couldn't see the turn buoy. It was so far away. Yeah. And I had a moment where I was like, look, this is nothing more than a bunch of swimming pools strung together. 25 meters at a shot. Yeah. You got it. Yep. Same same thing, right? Yeah. Same mental demon standing in line. It's not the activity that's the scary part. We prep for that, right? That's the training. That's the hay you're putting in the barn. It's that anxiety of waiting. Yeah. And it's the anxiety of not knowing what lies on the horizon, right? Like everything that you're talking about, all athletes share those same common fears, right? Like, is my nutrition going to hold up today? Am I going to get a flat? Am I going to cramp at some point? And at some point you just have to take all of those demons and just put them to the side, lean into the training that you've done, the prep that you've done, and then just go out and enjoy it. And whatever happens, happens. Some mm-hmm. days it aligns mm-hmm. and it's all magical. And some days it is a total train wreck and you got to <laughs> figure stuff out on the fly. But either way, what you've demonstrated is you can survive either one of those occurrences, right? Yeah. And you have the desire now to, you're in attack mode, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't want to just complete a full Ironman. Mm-hmm. You want to go out and throw down in one. Yeah. That is great. Mm-hmm. That mentality alone will help you. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, Dave. So in the uh, kind of the story arc of you know fools and Ironman as a uh, lifestyle. You know, you're you're still kind of in the freshman year, right? Of this, <laughs> definitely right? in the you're, freshman year. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just coming into this. So, um, you know, for the listeners out there, what you know, what will ultimately happen is as you continue to race, even in these smaller halves and these Olympic races, you will gain experience. Yeah. You'll gain experience with adversity. You'll gain experience with you know changing a flat tire at one point. You're going to gain experience, and it may not be at the race, but it could be even in training, changing sure. a flat tire, right? So you, all of that is cumulative. All that's additive to the entire uh, picture that you're painting here. And then what happens is confidence starts to come with those, yeah. like, oh, shit, I've changed the tire before, or I've had to do it in the rain, or I've had to ride in the rain, or I've had to swim in the rain. Mm-hmm. I've had to get, you know, um all these different things that could happen. So not only now are you in this, I'm going to train in a way to be competitive with myself yeah. or, or in my age group, that's fair enough. Um, you are then building that confidence and those um, experiential things. And even the knowledge base of hanging out with the team, coming to race camp mm-hmm. maybe this year and training with people that have done many, yeah. many, many more races than you. Cause we share tidbits of now you have multiple ways to finish today instead of just the one yeah. that you came up with, right? From your AC, right? You basically mm-hmm. didn't even have a way to finish that one. You did it, yeah. but it, you were really just trying to finish that swim. Mm-hmm. But then you go to a now race in 2024 and you're going to be like, well, if it's hot, I'm going to do it this way. If it's mm-hmm. cold, I'm going to do it that way. If it's, you know, adverse in any different way, weather wise or mechanical wise or physical wise, Mm -hmm. you may even have contingencies for if I have a GI issue, I will do it this way. So all of that comes from the experience of building and building and building and racing and racing and racing and training and training and training. So Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a, it's a great opportunity for you. Um, it's, it's so good to see that. So, um, so, you did the VO2 max with Coach Nelly. And, I did. And the victory performance yeah. uh, testing. Yeah. So how did that, what was that experience like? We've never really talked about that on the podcast. I well, think some it, listeners are probably pretty interested in yeah. that. Yeah, so again, it, it goes back to uh, how do I get smarter, right? How do I, how do I start using my head a little bit more than mm-hmm. just my body? And and so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about getting uh, 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 nutritionists involved. And all, and we did all those things, right? I'm all in, so yeah. let's, let's figure out how to do it. So that was interesting, and and um, the science behind it was amazing, and 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 the coach was he was he was talking way over my head. Like, <laughs> you got to bring it down here for me so I can understand all this stuff. Right. But his knowledge was amazing, uh, and uh, the the science behind it was unbelievable. And so the experience itself was was taxing, and and that's okay. But then he said, "All right, here's what we got to do. Here's how we do." And he explained it all to me, walked through it, outstanding at, at, at the explanation process. But I only, I only could grasp onto little pieces of it. So, but bottom line, where I'm at right now is I'm doing things, and I, I, I work with Coach Hayden, and I said, do, you, do you, you understand all this stuff that Jeff told you? He said, yeah, sorry. Tell me how it translates so I can understand it. And when I get up in the morning to run, what do I need to do? Right. And so he's very now very descriptive on this zone, this heart rate, 
and I'm watching all that, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, all right, I'm, I'm getting smarter, right? Yeah. Because I need to get smarter. <laughs> You're not going to grind through this. You got to be smarter. Oh, yeah. So that's the part that I love about it, right? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, you know, getting uh, Coach Nelly to, to perform the test on you and get yeah. that data output, get that data over to Coach uh, Hayden, yeah. who... At, as his day job you know, <laughs> dictates, he, he fully understands yeah. how to use that, utilize that data yeah. to help, uh, help develop your plan. So, um, it's, it's definitely something that is, um, adding another layer to your ability to understand the plans that the coaches are trying to deliver for you, but also understand the, the, what, I kind of call the whiff them the what's in it for me on this workout. Yeah. Right. And I know that uh, one of the other coaches, Matty Mo talks about being competitive within the workout, hmm. but that competitiveness of the workout could be, this really needs to be a zone two workout <laughs> yeah. for yeah. two and a half hours yeah. at zone two, because yeah. that's going to deliver X, Y, and Z on the other end of that yeah. type of workout versus I'm going to go as hard as I can and probably crash at two instead yeah. of two and a half and not make it through. And I'm yeah. going to call it good because I worked hard, yeah. but hard might not be the actual task of the day to get to that full Ironman someday. So I think it's, I think it's really cool that you've, you know, been able to embrace this and lean in and, yeah. and bring that along. So, and we're so thankful for Matt for introducing you to us and being on this journey with you um, and, and, praying for you and yeah. hoping for you and coaching you up. And even if it's just to talk you down or talk you up yeah. at any point in time. Yeah. Well, Matt, Matt's, Matt's a, a blessing and a curse. So if he, <laughs> if he, in the night, great. But if he plans to do a full Ironman, uh, before I'm ready, yeah. I, it's going to be a problem for me because okay. um, I'm going to end up going to that race and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to register. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping he waits until I'm ready. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Dave, real Coach quick. Scott here can maybe help <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah, area, yeah. Right? That's, that's his personal coach. Temper right? him a little bit. Temper yeah. him, right? So, so I'm just kind of curious. You mentioned earlier, 58 years old. Yeah. You're you're self-identified freshman in this sport. Yeah. What it What did you do before this in terms of like activities and physical fitness yeah. and that kind of stuff? And then I understand the introduction to the sport from Matt yeah. and, and you're, we've talked obviously at length about just your, your first race season and how that went. Yeah. So sort of, I'm curious, what'd you do before and what keeps you now coming back? Yeah. So, um, I appreciate that, uh, that questions. So I was always into fitness, but not, not competitive wise team sport. I played high school football sports, mm -hmm. but I was never a team person. I was always that that individual. I spent a lot of time in the weight room. Uh, I always had dreams of of competitive bodybuilding, but I was one, never a big guy, 170 pounds. I wasn't genetically gifted, um, but I I started competing uh, as a bodybuilder when I was 19 years old, and mm -hmm. and I got up on stage. And one thing is because back that I introverted. I couldn't talk in front of people, but I said, if you if if you convince yourself to get up on stage half dressed in front <laughs> of people, you could probably teach yourself to talk at right, some point right. in front of those people. Yeah. So it was even at that young age, I had that mentality. But anyway, I competed in bodybuilding. Um, I did my last show when I was fifty-five. Uh, I got my pro card when I was forty-five, 
And uh, so I made a really good, I good competed in hundreds of, not hundreds, dozens of shows. Um, and I, I did really well, but I was never the big guy, but I, I could always get in really good shape. Um, I would compete on stage like 145 pounds, just ripped down ripped to down. bone. Mm -hmm. So I only say that because the mental side of starving yourself to the point where you're about to die takes a lot of mental strength. And that's what it was all about. Mm -hmm. It was the most unhealthiest thing you could do in your life, right? I screwed myself up big time. So um, I did my last shows when I was 55 and my wife couldn't stand it. I was just, it was not healthy. I didn't, it was just a bad thing to do to my body and she didn't like it at all. And um, I always had in the back of my head this dream of doing Ironman, but I, I didn't own a bike, I didn't know how to swim, I didn't know how to do this stuff. And then my son-in-law went to that show with me and he said, you know, I'm going to get ready for an Ironman triathlon. And I said, I said, oh, I said, I said, maybe I'll do that with you. And my, my wife said, yeah, do something different. <laughs> do anything. What, what, what? Just do anything. Yeah. Anything different. Anything what, because different. what you've been doing is not working right, right now, right, right? Not working right now. And that's, that's how I got there. Yeah. And now what's the allure for you coming back? Like what's the, what's the attraction now to keep, so, so, to be, to stick with it? So I went on, I went on two journeys, uh, at, at that age 55, I went, uh, I, I saw a different, a different future for myself mm -hmm. with regards to how I want to be more open to relationships, more mm -hmm. open to my kids, my family. You two guys are very successful in your careers, and I like to be I am as well. Yeah. But we sacrificed a lot of things to sure. do that, right? And our families were a big part of that. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I I, I, I supported them, but they I'm not to, sure they I would do there. a lot of stuff on their own. That's I, right. I wanted to be a different person, mm -hmm. right? So I went on different journeys in life, and if you have me back, we could talk about how I sure. see journeys. One was my tattoo journey, right? Mm -hmm. So I went on a tattoo journey, and I went on this a journey of you're going to be able to perform versus not just look good, but actually be able to move. Right. 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 You're going to be able to, to get up and down stairs and run with your grandkids. That's right. And not just look good in an aftershot. In a so I, I, I talk about that in terms of being able to take the ball from the two yard line into the end zone, <laughs> right? You want to be durable enough that you're not the glass man at the end of that long drive towards the end zone and you yeah. can, you can take the ball into the end zone. So yeah. I've yeah. mentioned that on the cast before trying to make Kona when it's the 70 to 75 <laughs> or the 75 to 79 age yeah. group, you know, be yeah. durable. That's yeah. awesome. So I have, the, I have this dream of what I want to do when I turn 60. I have this dream of what I want to do when I turn 70 mm -hmm. and uh, I just visualize it and I, I, I start to write that journey. Yeah. yeah. Start to write that story. So, so unique because now, as you tell this story of your younger years and your personality, and and quite frankly, all three of us are exactly the same in that. Yeah, we're introverted until we get excited about something, and then we get people around us that are like minded, and we won't shut up. Right. right. So you do you now professionally, without telling too many secrets, you speak to like hundreds, thousands of people in your profession to, you know, educate them and yeah. to speak at conferences and things of that nature. Yeah. Don't I, you? And so, you, you would have 19, you were like, I can't even do that. Couldn't do it. Couldn't even do it. And, and, um, right. But, but, but the sweet spot in life is where we find that thing that we find passion about and we can yeah. make a living doing it. That's right. Right. So I'm a, I'm a certified public accountant. I'm accountant by trade. I can't stand accounting. Right. That is like, <laughs> is the worst thing you could ever do for a career. I, I, 
you so but for me it was right mm-hmm. uh, i thought i could just sit in a room behind a computer and not talk to anybody right completely opposite but what i did embrace in everything that i i was passionate about and i aligned it with the firm needed mm-hmm. and i was very successful doing that right right but i had to i had to continue to have that growth mindset of what do i need to do to improve how do i how do i and be actionable about it put it put 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 it down on paper but if anybody's going to set a goal in life that doesn't align with their passions you probably are going to be struggling right yeah long road so, to hoe yeah. right so we could we could all do really good by just figuring out but fast forward to, this is a really nice place for me right now in life mm-hmm. right and and finding you guys is part of that. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. So we appreciate it, and we're glad to have you around because, uh, as we've said many times today, you're, you're additive to the group. Your focus and your mentalities are, you know, uh, infectious, and and they help. They're helping way more people than we could probably even count mm-hmm. um, uh, along this journey, along other journeys, because it's it's important. It's all of this happens to all of us especially in Ironman and in triathlon or endurance sports, there's setbacks, there's obstacles, there's mental problems. Um, so Dave, you know, I think from Scott and I, and for Kenny, who could not be here with us, we really appreciate you coming in today, telling your story, being open and honest and raw to the team and to the listeners out there for, for our podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate keep, being here. Keep sharing, please. Yeah. No, I'm not going anyway. So yeah. Got a lot you got, to, yeah, got a lot, lot more to goals. Do. Outstanding. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Victory Multisport Podcast. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to everybody very soon.